This is another Sound of the Season. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Rumming right around 40, a little bit underneath that. 39 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 39 of the Highlands. 41 in Elm Grove and 38 degrees here at the Robinson Autorub Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy skies today, spotty rain showers. We'll warm up a bit, 44, 45, 46, somewhere in that general range during the day today. Tomorrow's morning showers, rain showers could turn into snow showers. Adam says maybe around 10 o'clock we'll begin to see see things turning white, if you will. Um, and then we could see a little bit of snow during the day, tomorrow night into Wednesday morning. Just kind of watch out for that. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Adam will keep an eye on it for us. All the folks of the Big 7 will. Storm Tracker 7 will let you know what's going on. Uh, there as well, but it looks like we could have a not snow, not a you know, not a snowstorm, but it could be a little bit more than a flake or flurry. It could be a little bit of a shower. I think I can read your mind. I think I know why you're pumping that up. Why is that? You're taking a snow day tomorrow, aren't you? Well, that's you know, if it, hey, if it snows, what am I going to do? <laughs> Stay home, call in. <laughs> what do I do? Haven't done a live from home for how long's it been? We've been in here for it's been months, month, many months. Has it been close to a year? No, I guess last Christmas I was still home, but not but. We've been here. We, I've been back in studio for a good while. Damn near a year, Howard. Yeah, it's time for me to head home, for God's you got, sake. You got, you got a couple snow days <laughs> well, to play. I got a couple snow days to uh, to work on. So you say to yourself, I heard you, I heard it. I heard some of you out there, Howard, I missed all that interview with Mary Elliott and talk about the streetscape. Oh, how I missed it. What do I do? Remember, every interview, every part of the show, the entire program that we do is up online and available for you in podcast form. Every hour, I mark it hour by hour, so you can check, you know, today, 12, 4, 23, hour 1, hour 2, hour 3. Yesterday, uh, last hour, of course, was cleverly enough, hour number 2. Um, and we'll say Mayor Elliott Streetscape. So you can catch that at watchdognetwork.com, where the podcasts are all listed. I have discovered, and many people are now telling me, it's easier for them to get to the podcast by going to Apple Podcasts. And you can go to Apple Podcasts and simply look for the watchdog and you'll find it and it'll be right there. Then, then you can click the follow button and whenever we put something new up, it'll automatically alert you to it. Uh, or if you don't know how to get to that, on my Facebook page, in my About section where it says About Howard, um, I've got a link directly to our Apple Podcasts. Or you can go to watchdognetwork.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, and there's a little link there that says the little little logo little picture apple podcast click the apple and um it's a lot easier actually to find our podcast on apple podcast once you get get it set down and so and for example tomorrow morning 7 15 as this big debate rages over the streetscape in downtown wheeling and the frustrations that business owners have one of the leaders of the frustration is um matt welsh the uh, vagabond chef with vagabond kitchen and uh, his, his, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine just looking out the door one day and all of a sudden, boom, 
there's these you're just like you're shut down. I mean, imagine that. I uh, was here Saturday morning, Howard. And I got a text and I look and somebody was asking me directions on how to get to that lady's waffle place down there. And I said, well, first of all, be careful. Even yes. if you're walking, be really, really careful. And I'm not even sure if she's open. So I, I don't know. Maybe Matt will know that. I think she is open. I've, I've been watching some of her social media. She's, you know, I feel so sorry for her because she's brand new. Matt's been around for a while. He's hopefully going to be able to we'll talk to him about tomorrow. The corner's a little bit different it, than it down is. the street a little bit. Listen, you can park on 12th Street and Vagabond's right there. So, I mean, it, it, that's a lot easier. But she's halfway down the block. And she, you know, Market Street, <laughs> that it's closed, shut down, gigantic, huge signs, road closed, cranes are there. You know, machines are there, ditches on the side of the road. Um, so I've and she's brand new, and I don't know anything about her. But I have to assume a smaller new business does not have the wherewithal to get by with being shut down this way. Hopefully, Matt will be able to make it. But um, how do you get there, though? Again, here's my you park on 12th Street. Actually, what she's been suggesting on her Facebook page is the new waffle shop which is a door or two down from Vagabond Kitchen on Market. She says park in the McClure garage. Go in the McClure garage across the street and then go down through the McClure and come across the street. Except, how do you get across the street? Because there are giant holes in the street. You better watch yourself. I don't know who has the insurance on this whole thing. I know it's the state of the city, but she's... Anyways, what I started to say was, so Matt's going to be with us tomorrow morning, early in the show, 7.15. So some of you are not with us early in the morning. And after the show, if you want to catch his interview, for example, you can just go to the Apple Podcasts or to WatchdogNetwork.com. All right, 9.15 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, do you know there was a Democrat running for the U.S. Senate seat? I know Zach. Yeah, I uh, I heard uh, I heard rumors there was a Democrat running, and I tell people that, and they go, No, 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 no. It's Mooney and it's Justice. That's what we got. Uh, Mansion quit. Mansion pulled out. Mansion said, "I'm not running for election. I'm going to go out on the tour and be a philosopher or something." I don't know. So um, I, it, it stuns people when I tell them, you know, that we do have a Democrat candidate for the U.S. Senate seat. I'm going to talk to Zach Shrewsbury about that and. How he feels about the fact that most people are going, I don't even know what, what, who this guy is. It's coming up next. Watchdog Morning Show. Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. So, so. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clairsville. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. 
Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Enjoy a wheeling wonderland Saturday, December 9th, as the Nailers take the ice for action-packed hockey. Game time, 710. Explore the Holiday Village for unique and cool gift ideas from area boutiques and shops. There's a pom-pom hat giveaway. Stop by to see Santa and the Winter Princesses. And take part in the always fun teddy bear toss. Enjoy free hot chocolate while supplies last, or purchase adult hot chocolate drinks. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. holiday season of course it's holiday bumper music but today it is the holiday bumper music of the late and great ohio valley legend b.e taylor today uh who's uh, just uh, gracing us with his presence from above his music will live on around here for a long long time 919 on the show roaming right around 40 degrees zach shrewsbury is with us he's running for the u.s senate seat zach good morning welcome to the show first of all hey thank you for having me on so uh I, I want to be supportive. I want to help. I'm a Democrat. But I don't think most people even know that you're out there, at least not yet. I mean, would you concur with that? So we've had a lot of um, – we've really taken off since uh, Joe Manchin announced he's going on his, uh, his tour. And, uh, of course, in my household name, not yet. But I've been doing interview after interview after interview, and uh, 1,000% we will, we will definitely get out there and people, people start knowing it more and more, just like I'm on here now. You know, I've got a lot more scheduled, and um, I'm going across towns. I'm going to every event I can to get my name out there. You, uh, you got a really big write-up by Phil Cabler in the Gazette over the weekend in the State House beat. I read Phil every weekend, and he certainly was uh, very positive about your campaign and suggested that while many people think Democrats have no shot in the state period – that there may be a path to victory. Um, obviously, you believe there is a path to victory in this deep red state. What is it, Zach? What is that path well, to victory? Well, genuinely, like, for the first time in you know decades, we have a we have a chance here in West Virginia to elect someone that actually understands where everyday West Virginians are coming from. You know, I understand everyone struggles, and for the past several years, I've been in the communities 
talking to everybody across the state, asking, you know, what's needed here? What's going on? And in half time, I will amplify those causes. I will help um, get a solution to those causes, like delivering water, et cetera. And we haven't had that in a candidate forever. We have, we've always had someone who's disconnected, someone who's connected to D.C. more often or not, someone who's bought. And I'm not that. And I think really getting in touch with working-class West Virginians and, and come and actively trying to represent them instead of just coming along for election season, coming along for political photo ops like everyone else does, I think it will translate beyond party lines. Of, hey, you actually have a fighter right now that will represent us not just corporate interest, not just money, and not just someone who will just appear when it's uh, good for them. I, I want to talk about policies, and I want to talk about your philosophies in a minute, but just tell us a bit about your background, if you would. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I did five years in the uh, infantry. I was two and a half in a fleet anti-terrorism security team. The other two and a half was just regular infantry. Um, I Once I got out and moved back to West Virginia, I dived into community organizing. So ever since then, I've been dealing with uh, trying to assist in the addiction crisis here, um, trying to push for different legislation, like uh, from People Act, Pro Act. Then uh, my biggest thing is I've been trying to push for uh, sustainable um, or renewable energy jobs to come to West Virginia. And now I've worked in different political campaigns. And now we're here. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. <laughs> you are, I, I'm not sure what word to use, certainly a, a progressive Democrat, I guess. Uh, you, you, you're you a big supporter of, of workers' rights, among other things. You yourself just use the phrase community organizer, community activist, I guess. Do you, do you worry about being labeled in this state a socialist, a communist? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that's, do you worry about that no. being being a very progressive Democrat? No, I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's, an, like it's, it's an overused term. that they, Republicans use it for everybody, um, Joe Biden and down to the left. I mean, they've called Joe Manchin a socialist. I mean, it's, it's an overused fear-mongering term that, I, to me, I think people are just getting over, getting over. You know, it. It's no longer, it doesn't have the meaning it does that a decade ago. It, it's, it's, like I said, it's overused. So, no, I'm not worried about it. What are the issues that you would want to put forward that you want people to know about for about you vis-a-vis -vis whoever your opponent may be, Mooney, uh, Justice seem to be the two obvious contenders, but what are the things that separate you from them? Yes, sir, absolutely. So, like, one, I am absolutely pro-union. I think we should be pushing for labor protections across this country and the state especially. We need to actively encourage um, unions, the labor movement, to come back. Um, and have a resurgence here to protect workers. And then uh, one of the biggest things for very West Virginia-specific is the addiction crisis. We have to actively fight fight this crisis with, to me, more compassion instead of just jailing people. If we're jailing everybody who happens to be addicted, it's not solving any issues. We're just throwing people in jail, and then the, the cyclic process of not being able to Recover is, is it makes it impossible. So if you actively encourage recovery centers, encourage people to um, seek recovery, um, help people, um, you know, engage in harm reduction, for instance, actually actively help people have some understanding instead of just throwing people in jail or rounding up people and for you know and make sure no one can see them. Um, it, it's that that's the other one. You know, engage in more compassion. And the other big one I've been saying is let's bring the renewable energy jobs 
to West Virginia. Let's bring the manufacturing jobs here. So what I mean by that, so I, of course I'm pro-worker. I want to make sure that West Virginians have jobs, and I want to make sure the ones that have jobs right now are protected, <laughs> and like in the fossil fuel workers. Um, so let's say you know most of our solar panels and windmills are built in China. Why can't we build them here in America? Uh, why can't we just you know, bring all that here, put workers to, um, jobs here, and have that justified transition, an actual transition to allow people to come and work in new jobs? You know, and that's I've been saying. You know, West Virginia, we have a heritage of power in the nation. Let's do it. Let's do it again in a future industry. Is it, Zach, is it a lack of will on state leadership to do that? I mean, you asked the question. I'll turn it back on you. Why can't we? Because clearly we haven't done those things. Why not? Because you have politicians who currently answer to more of the coal industry. They answer to and trying to bring that, bring that into this state. State doesn't um, help their pockets. <laughs> you know, just to, be, just to be frank with you. You're fighting against a system of, uh, you know, people want to enrich themselves instead of watch out for their fellow man. Um, you listed several things that you, you are concerned with, the addiction crisis, the uh, uh, pro-union bringing manufacturing jobs. One line of policy approach that has been somewhat successful for Democrats in red-leaning states elsewhere has been reproductive rights. Where do you stand mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am pro-abortion, and I say that. I know everyone's kind of like, whoa, you just said abortion. Oh, no, he said that. Yeah, oh, no. But I'm saying that because we have to break the stigma off that word. It's something that happens in life, and it's really none of my business, none of your business, and not the government's business to influence what anyone does in their personal life or their family's life, you know. So I'm, you know, I'm fully for bodily autonomy of people, not the government to tell you what you can or cannot do. I want to go back to the the uh, column that uh, Phil Kabler wrote over the weekend, which again I encourage people to check out at the Gazette. Um, it's online. If you subscribe, you can read it. Um, it, it. One of the things he says is it's in his mind. It is nice to not have a Republican light who is a Democrat. A Democrat is a Republican light. Yeah. That you represent a lot, and it's certainly true. A lot of the Democrat candidates over the last number of years in this state have been really leaning as far as they possibly can towards the right, towards the Republican uh, policies, because that's where the state seems to be heading. You're bucking that trend. I mean, can you buck that trend? I believe we can, because, I mean, it, it's it's a failed strategy. If you want everyone you know, Joe Manchin was pop, was incredibly unpopular with his um, Republican white, diet Republican, whatever have you, moderate stance. I think people want someone who's genuine and if you're trying to be a republican white candidate well i mean in a, in a more republican state they'll vote for the republican over you but if you're actually coming at them in a genuine per, a, genu- a genuine person like here's what i believe i think people respond that uh, better I and mean, you saw that in 2016 to a degree with uh, the bernie sanders race um you know no matter how people felt about him you never heard someone call him ungenuine and, mm-hmm. and people respected that here is a problem that I see for all of us Democrats. We seem to have the right policy ideas. We seem to have the things that help the working men and women, the middle class of West Virginia. And yet, and yet, Zach, the voters of the state have been voting against their own best interest for the last decade or so. Right. What do you do about that? 
So uh, we need that's the thing. Democrats, we need to actively have these hard conversations. We actively have to do a massive ground campaign, you know, focus heavily, going door to door, going to communities and meeting people head on, having the conversations, meeting them where they're at. And you have to and you change minds that way. I've had a lot of success in um, every canvassing operation I do. When you're talking to people asking, hey, what do you believe? And, of course, you know, they'll, they'll hit you with something. You can find common ground mostly through economics, and you can build off that. And a lot of times a lot of Democrats don't do that. We like to really just stay in our safe little um, bubbles where we know the election will be easy. We shy away from having hard conversations, and we aren't aggressive enough. And I'm trying to have, provide an example of you have to be aggressive if you actually want to win in this uh, state. I should have done my research on this, and I did not, so I haven't looked at what your campaign finance reports are showing. But my guess is that they are not anywhere what your two potential opponents on the Republican side are. You have uh, uh, Alex Mooney, who has at least promises of $10 million from the Club for Growth. I don't know that he'll get all of that, but they promised that. They put a million more into it already. Jim Justice, well, well, of course, Jim Justice broke, but um, <laughs> uh, but his polling numbers are so dramatically high, it's it's hard to do. Look, Zach, I hate the fact that raising money is an important part of a campaign, especially a major Senate campaign. But where's your money going to come from? So my money so far has been purely grassroots, um, and of course, we're seeking endorsements from unions. Um, but like, like I said, so far it's been it's been great. Fundraising has very much taken off, and we are building upon that every day. I don't have anything negative to say about my fundraising. We've been we've been moving forward steadily and climbing daily. Now, absolutely, do, do I need more? Sure, but do I need do I need a budget ten million dollars to win this race? I disagree. I, I think all they're going to do is they'll spend their money on attack ads. They'll spend their money on mailers that nobody will read. You know, so ultimately, being a good steward of this money. You can actively do a lot in campaigns with less than, you know, you don't need $10 million. But, so, but my fundraising is looking great. Zach, I, in reading between the lines, and, and if I'm reading wrong, that's what I'm asking you to correct me for. In reading between the lines of a couple of your press releases, um, I get the sense that you and some of your supporters are not thoroughly pleased with the support or lack thereof you've actually gotten from the state Democratic Party. I, I just want to read one. This is not you. This is one of your supporters who said in a press release, the Democratic Party says they're looking to identify and support a candidate who truly represents the values of West Virginia. I'm sure, not sure what they're looking for, but Zach's campaign is the embodiment of what West Virginia values are. I get the sense that there is some frustration with the the state party, and I I don't want to put you in the middle of things, but I got to ask you that: is is are you frustrated by lack of support? Oh, of course it is frustrating, and I've been very vocal about it. It's frustrating, but it's also not necessarily surprising. I mean, we are had already planned on not having support right out the gate. This is a, a very different campaign. I'm not running this by the books, and uh, I don't tell the party line, so to speak. So now, will they support me? Of course, I would welcome the support. I like it, but in you know. If they want to find someone else, then they're very much welcome to, and uh, we can have a primary. Jim Justice, approval rating, something like 73%. I I'm, could be misquoting that a little bit, but it's way, way up there in all the polls, uh, you know, within a handful of points of that. Uh, are you just, I mean, you got to be a cockeyed optimist to, to, to be looking at those, uh, those polling numbers and think you're going to somehow turn things around. Sure, I think once, we, once you get into the general election, 
and we actually and we're on the ground doing what we have to do. I think we'll see a lot. I think we'll see a lot of the turnaround. Jim Justice is not the most uh, winnable candidate out there. He, he's he has a laundry list of problems, and I I do believe we can turn this around in the general election. You know, I'm what I call a realist, realistic Democrat. I sure. agree with everything you most everything you've said. And I certainly agree with what you just said about Jim Justice. Jim Justice is, A, apparently almost broke. I mean, his own attorneys have said that in court filings. Uh, he is facing huge amounts of debt. Uh, he's huge amounts of fines. Uh, he, he has got some serious issues in how he's running the state with the Southern Regional Jail problem, the DHHS problems, and so on. Um, I mean, the man has got, to use your phrase, a laundry list of problems that would, would, would kick most candidates way down in the polls, if not out of contention, and yet he is at that, he has somehow, over the last number of years, simply managed to let those, he's kind of like Donald Trump, he's a Teflon governor almost. Yeah. So ultimately, that's, that's what I was saying, though, ultimately, West Virginians don't know, like, that's why I'm putting my name out there, but West Virginians mm -hmm. don't know there's another option. They're used to Joe Manchin or Jim Justice, you know, they're used to two millionaires who don't actively really uh, care about it most of the days. So then that's where I'm saying where the whole ground game comes in. We have to have a massive ground operation to go into communities and actually tell people what's going on about Jim Justice. And we don't we don't have that right now. If we expect if we expect social media to be the biggest thing for West Virginia voters to uh find about Jim Justice for wrong, it's gonna be on the ground. And that's that's what I'm saying. We have to have a massive on the ground campaign to to turn this around. People can check you out at shrewsburyforsenate.com. That's certainly one way to learn more about you and find out more information. And, and certainly we'd be happy to have you back whenever you want to talk some more. I'm, you know, the show is open and available to you. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping, um, I'm pleading, I'm hoping that you're going to be out and about and making yourself very visible uh, throughout the state, including up here in the panhandle. Uh, because pe people need to see you. People need to have a better idea. Right now you are just sort of, a, I mean, I hate to say this, but you're kind of like a, a footnote at the moment. You got to get off the footnote status. No, absolutely. Like I said we, and I'm doing it every day. I'm literally, I'm literally about to leave today and head to Charleston. Then um, tomorrow, then we'll be in um the Panhandle later this week. So yeah, I'm I'm literally actively campaigning right now, and uh, yeah, I'm moving everywhere, and you're not going to find someone that can outwork me. All right, <laughs> Zach. Zach, listen, I appreciate your time again. Feel free to you know get in touch anytime. We'll be happy to have you on. Talk some more about issues that crop up as they do, or things that you want to make a point about. We're happy to to chat with you, and I appreciate your being here today to kind of set the scene for your campaign for our audience here on the Watchdog Morning Show to get to, to get a feel for who you are. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there actually is a Democrat running in the U.S. Senate race in West Virginia. So uh, don't don't write him off. Zach, thanks very much for joining us, and I'll have you back sometime soon, all right? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Just let me know. All right. 9.35, 25 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Am I too negative, Bob? No, you're just uh, – I think you're just really down about that, and you're just bringing it up because it, it's the truth. I mean, I look at what's happened over the last whatever the number of years are, People of this state, in my opinion, vote against their own best self-interest because they, I, I don't even know why. You know, Democrats have proposed many policies that help the working man, that help the lower class, and yet they get rejected. And I, I don't, I used to have ideas on how to make this turn around. I don't even have ideas. I'm getting, maybe I'm just getting too old. I don't even know what to do anymore. I think you're still a little bit of a shock, Howard, because I've never been a big political guy uh, in the state. I've lived in the state my whole life. 
And I was always under the impression that it was really harder for Republicans to do well. This was a Democratic state, and it's certainly not like that anymore. No. And as I said at the beginning of the show, when you and I talked about this a bit, I watched it happen. I mean, it was a calculated move on the part of the West Virginia Republican Party. His name is not necessarily in good graces these days, but Rob Capehart was Republican Party chairman and put some things into place at that time, and he had a couple of really good uh, um, uh, executive directors. Gary Abernathy was one. Uh, you hear him still on Hoppy's show from time to time. He was on this show, used to be. They made a, they made a good team, and, and they said, we are going to put together a long-range plan. We're going to begin to rise people up through the ranks. We're going to get people to run for school boards and councils and state legislature, and slowly but surely those people will rise up. And many of the names that I remember Rob Capehart talking about a decade ago are now up in leadership positions. And, and you're right, Howard. Can't argue with that. But two major things happened as far as I'm concerned. First of all, it appeared that the Democratic Party were at war with coal. It started with Hillary Clinton and those little sound bites where she was going to destroy coal. She was going to shut down the, the, the coal plants. That hurt because what? This state really depends on coal. If you're not a coal miner, you certainly know someone or are related to someone that is a coal miner. And then what happened right after that was the Donald Trump wave yeah. that, that just was like wildfire that is still spreading. So those good old boys down there in, in, in West Virginia, Republicans, okay, you guys might have done something, but uh, don't get too carried away with yourself. All right, look, I'm leaving. I'm Where are you going, out. Art? No, I'm, you know why? Because you just did a better job of <laughs> analyzing this whole thing than I have done. Because you hit the, the two critical nails on the head. You're absolutely right. And by the way, I like the way you phrased it. I don't know if you intended it that way. The appearance that Democrats were against coal. I don't think they really were, and I think a lot of Hillary's words were turned against her, but that was the appearance. The appearance was Democrats war on coal. And, and Go back to Obama. You know, Obama was never a friend of coal, I no, don't believe. No, no, no. It goes back even further. I mentioned earlier, it goes back to Al Gore, and it really was more steel than coal, when Al Gore began becoming a very big environmentalist and those kind of things began to impact some of the labor things that happened in this state. Uh, but I, listen, I couldn't... I'm leaving. You got to you. You nailed the two things on the head. The war on coal. And I want to come back and talk that for a second. The war on coal and the rise of Donald Trump. And that is what moved the whole the whole state and the war on coal. Again, I don't believe it really was. I do believe that there is a large part of the Democratic Party at the national level that is anti fossil fuels. That's what Joe Manchin had been arguing against for a long time. And I'm not sure that I don't agree. Oh, please don't, don't get me in trouble for that. But having said that, the Republicans, and this is where they're so much better, they were able to, to make the, the phrase, just the very phrase, Bob, war on coal. Whoa. That pisses everybody off. That, oh, who wants a war? My, my, look, I'm not a, I don't have anybody in my family. Who's, actually, I do. I do have one of, the, one of the grandkids who's in the coal industry now. I don't have any of the families in the coal industry. We don't get any support from the coal industry. I don't have any coal stock, you know. Um, it, it is a declining industry, like it or not. All of that's true. And so even I, when they say, war on, war on, I don't want to have a war on my coal. The Republicans have been able to put those phrases together and make them work. You nailed it. You nailed it. Absolutely.
9.40, the hour. I need a drink. Um, oh, I don't Good Monday I don't morning, everyone. Anymore. I'm Tither Long with your 7 News headlines on this December the 4th. There's a new grocery store in Steubenville that's looking to bring you fresh groceries from local farmers. The Steubenville Grocery Box has gone from an online service to a permanent brick-and-mortar store on North 4th Street. In a recent Facebook post, they say they're looking to meet two big needs that they believe Steubenville has getting fresh food directly from local farmers, and giving the city a grocery store with fresh and affordable food. Right now, their store's hours are from noon to 5 on Thursdays and Fridays and 9 to noon on Saturdays. And a quick traffic update for you now. Starting from 7.30 this morning to 5 p.m., lane restrictions will be in place on a section of U.S. 40 westbound at 1900 National Road in Wheeling near the Patricia Drive intersection for fiber optic installation. Drivers are encouraged to slow down and expect delays. That schedule could change due to weather or unexpected events. And every Christmas, Steubenville displays the world's largest collection of life-size nutcrackers that people from all over the world come to see. This year, they have over 200 nutcrackers and added six new ones to the family. The Nelson family works hard all year long to ensure this family fun Christmas tradition brings Steubenville to life every holiday season. The Nutcrackers have also created an exceptional amount of economic growth for the city. Now, the Steubenville Nutcracker Village is on display 24-7 now until January 6th, but there are fun events for the whole family every weekend. For those details, you can visit WTRF.com. And it's that time of year once again. Santa will be coming down the chimney before you know it. But does your child have their Christmas list made? Well, if so, send it to WTRF. We spoke to Santa and he will be reading your letters on WTRF.com and on our social media pages. Be sure to include a photo as well as their name, age and city. All letters need to be mailed by tonight at 11.59 p.m. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long working for you. Menards has everything you need to power through the cold. Check out our great selection of Masterforce outdoor power equipment. The Masterforce 20-volt cordless snow shovel is powerful, efficient, and easy to use. Get yours now for $179.99. Clearing up snow has never been easier with the Masterforce 80-volt cordless snowblower. Its brushless motor is perfect for tackling the toughest winter conditions. An 80-volt cordless snowblower is available for $589.99. Good through December 11th. Plus, a Menards gift card is always a great gift idea. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. This is great conversation for the holidays or any time of year. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. It came upon a midnight clear, those glorious songs. Angels bear 
About a quarter till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. B.E. Taylor bumper music for today. Holiday bumper music all holiday season long here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Damn that hoppy, you stole my guy again. I had Zach Shrewsbury scheduled for a couple of weeks for today. Son of a gun, 1030 today, hoppy will have Zach Shrewsbury on. So you can hear more from Shrewsbury uh, coming up today on a statewide talk line uh, with Hoppy Kerchival. Also coming up today... Um, lost my notes here. Uh, he's going to be talking about the Duke Mayo Bowl. Is that the name of it, the Mayo Bowl? Yeah. I, I mean, is it, is it, I'm not, I'm not being funny. Is it like mayonnaise? Is that what it is? I think they dumped it on the coach's head. It looked like mayonnaise to me. I mean, that is a complete turnoff for me. I'm, I mean, it's just, I couldn't even sit there and watch it. I like it. mayonnaise. Don't Ugh. get me wrong. But I, that's just, I mean, the Taco Bell Bowl or the the uh, West Banco Arena Bowl or the but mayonnaise bowl the mayonnaise bowl from uh, what was that um, <laughs> one of those <laughs> one movie uh, anyways a mayo bowl rep will be on at eleven forty five uh, with Hoppy Kirchival today uh, to talk about well I mayonnaise don't know. what you what you put mayo on I don't know is it like at the mayo bowl does everything everything they put it on everything when you go to the concession stand. I'd like hot dogs. You're going to get mayonnaise. You know, well, I'd like to have uh, nachos, nachos and mayo. Is that what it is? Everything. Howard. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's what's coming up today on uh, statewide talk line. Uh, Travis Jones will be on the Super Six uh, wrap up for a hoppy today coming up as well. Hoppy Kirchhoff will coming up at uh, 10.06 this morning when we are done here tomorrow. Uh, I mentioned earlier, we'll start the show off with Matt Welsh, the Vagabond Chef from Vagabond Kitchen, about his frustrations about the downtown construction and what it's meaning to his business and what he would like to see the city do to help him. That'll be the kickoff. Always on Tuesday, of course, we talk a lot about the Israel. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, national and international news. And uh, Tom Scateri will be here. Uh, American Warship bombed over the weekend yeah a lot of stuff this weekend i'm sure tom tom was on it so uh, he'll fill us in and howard how much time are you giving matt matt vagabond chef oh he'll have about the usual you know segment because you ask him you know he might have a whole list i don't know you make sure make sure you have to give him enough time Howard. <laughs> he can have all the time he wants he actually i have to i he has a limited time because we talked about that he goes well how much time you got i said depends on what time you want to come in. He wanted to, 7.15 was the only time he could really make it. I said, well, 7.30, 7.35 or so, we have to move on to other stuff because we have other things. But he's all right, well, I'll, that's fine. He'll, you know, he'll get, get it in there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he can take, take play. I told him there are two things I want to hear from him. I want to hear his frustrations, and I want to hear his ideas for what the city can do to help him. And I suspect the first part of that, Will take a long time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We got to give, make sure he has enough time because uh, so, he a, wants to let everybody know. And I want, you know, because again, he has been very vocal. Um, it was a, an impactful video that he put on Facebook this uh, weekend, Bob. He simply stood at the corner of 12th Street, walked out on 12th Street with his camera. That's 12th Street, empty as a bowling alley. Looked up 12th Street, it's empty. And then he looked at, you know, to the left, to the right, giant, closed, you can't get here signs. I mean, it, it really made the point. 
Yeah, and I think about the old days, you know, Mr. Dawson there at Dawson's Market, yeah. uh, Robert and Dorothy at Oriental Gardens. Don't you know? forget the cork and bottle. Cork and bottle. <laughs> Where's Howard? Well, he's over there in the cork and bottle. Yeah, I mean, all of our friends right there on that little street, they'd all been in trouble. I mean, all of them. Yeah, it's just, um, although at least 12th Street is open. And again, to the vagabond's advantage, uh, and I did notice as I drove through downtown a couple of times for reasons over the weekend, um, 12th Street, there is parking there. So you can park on 12th Street. Probably just walk up 12th Street to go to Matt's place. Right. So it's not, it's not, I mean, you can certainly park in a garage. You can park down on the waterfront. There's places down there. I don't, well, as you know, do a lot of walking. But I could park there on 12th. And I'm going to try, you know what he has? I just saw, he has duck wings. I love duck. He has duck wings. Chicken wings I like, but duck wings. I'm going to give that a try because I want to support him. And we need to support everybody. You know, the Bridge Tavern, the mayor talked about how people are out in force, though. Bridge Tavern has been and still is basically shut off. They're an island unto themselves, right? They're packed. They're absolutely packed almost every night, certainly on weekend nights. So people are out and about. They're trying. People are trying. And, Howard, I don't like probably won't be able to get you to go with me but i don't get out very much uh but i i'm looking forward to maybe a friday night maybe payday because i'm such a poor boy <laughs> and going out there the, the back bar you know i spent many I, many a night there with johnny or george tendon bar I and that. just I, you know i haven't been up or had beer for a while so that, see. Well, looking forward to that i can probably park at 10th street garage and walk up there i think you can do that make that yeah come right around the corner yeah i could do that because I, I i would love to go into the new place they've renovated it, it completely out, yeah. i've seen lots and lots of video uh, they have great entertainment on the weekends. Um, it's like the old days, except better. And again, they've done all this <laughs> with their building basically being on an island. Yeah, and they're, sur they're survivors, that's for sure. And that's what we need, more survivors. Uh, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Also tomorrow, talking about what we're doing tomorrow. So we'll talk with Matt in the f first segment. We'll talk about the is Israel-Hamas war, which is, you know, it was nice to have a ceasefire, but the ceasefire is over, and man, it was a rough weekend this past weekend, including, and this scares me, Bob, as I said, an American destroyer was bombed. Man, I don't want to get dragged into that. I don't want to get dragged into that. No, and it, it kind of got worse, Howard. You know, you have North Korea, they're, they're, they're blatantly... Uh, uh, thumbing their nose at the United States again. And you just wonder if, uh, again, I'm not the Tom Squadera here, but you just wonder if Russia and China just sitting back, you know, kind of like pushing them, prodding them a little bit to, to stir it up as much as you can. Also, tomorrow night is the gubernatorial debate in West Virginia sponsored by Metro News. All of the governor, all of the candidates for governor will be there, except Patrick Morrissey, who decided he didn't want to come. Uh, but uh, Hoppy will be among the moderators, a couple other moderators, I think, as well. Maybe Brad. Anyways, tomorrow morning we'll preview that debate. And later in the week, I want to talk to my friend Tom Sussman. Tom uh, from WMOV Radio recently did a poll, and he was scared. Why, why, did, why were we not here? Oh, it might have been the holiday weekend, right? Because the poll came out in a time we didn't get a chance to get him on our show. Yeah, we were off. Actually. We were off the air. But one thing he looked at, which is not actually on the ballot, but I want to talk to him about, he asked the voters, the, the people in the, poll, in, the, in the poll, if Alex Mooney were to run for his current seat, what would happen if Mooney went back and ran for his current seat, went, ran for re-election, stopped his Senate race? Polling numbers on that. We'll talk about that later this week. Uh, Bob Westfall coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8 till the hour. 
When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1 AM 1600. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. this so many times i know people get tired of hearing me say it. it is my wife's favorite christmas song mary did you know and i played it for nancy and it was uh, certainly the b.e taylor version is just the, among the very best um and we are doing b.e taylor bumper music all morning this morning here on the watchdog morning show well let's welcome in to the watchdog morning show from the big seven wtrf tv it's bob westfall good morning mr bob did i lose him He's there. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. Can you hear me? Hold on. <laughs> yep, I think I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. All right. We're, all uh, sh- we're all in good shape. Yeah, I think that's you. Yep, it's me. How are things going this morning? Uh, it's going great. How about you? Good. How are you feeling? I feel fantastic. Good. I thought I saw posting over the weekend you had a little downturn for a while, so hopefully uh, you're feeling better now. You still working from the Fortress of Solitude? Yeah, we're still here probably for another week, and we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Okay, sounds good. What are you working yeah. on? Since you're working from the Fortress right. of Solitude, what are you working on? All right, several things we're working on today. Brook County is holding a, a National Weather Service. They're holding a, uh, a winter weather meeting. Uh, we're going to preview that. Uh, as you know, weather, actually, yesterday was bizarre in itself. I had a little bit of hail. I had a lot of rain. I had thunder. I had lightning. Um, so, uh, uh, I guess we'll be, uh, checking out the weather here so know what's going on. So, and, and we, uh, and we have some snow coming perhaps later in the week too. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting week. So, uh, National Weather Service holding a meeting in Brook County. Uh, Taylor Long will have an update on that. Uh, Resource Network in Jefferson County, the Resource Network is trying to put together a one app, one location app 
uh, for everything you need to know in the county, uh, everything from government to uh, local health care, things like that. Uh, that meeting is taking place Friday, so we're going to preview that, and Elise Murphy is going to have that. Um, something we've got, and actually you uh, actually had it this morning, uh, talking to the mayor on uh, the finance meeting. I'm sorry, not the finance, tomorrow's development meeting, uh, on possibly helping downtown businesses. Uh, so we're going to talk to the mayor ourselves, uh, just get an update on that and how it could help that. I've been watching uh, Matt Welch and the Vagabond Kitchen. He's been posting some things for the last couple weeks, uh, things like that downtown. Um, uh, it, li- it literally looks like a war zone. So I'm going to find out what the uh, city government might be able to do about it. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Matt's going to be with us tomorrow, first thing on the show at uh, 7.15, to talk about what he would like to see done. I mean, he can, uh, he's frustrated, and we can all understand it, and he posted some really good social media stuff over the weekend, including some videos that just show how right. difficult his business is. But what can be done? I know the mayor's talking about doing some things. What would uh, Matt and others in his position want to see done by the city? Yeah, um, so that, and, and I'm still talking a couple of years is, is great. Uh, I've not heard anything other than the city government officials say, well, a couple more years, it'll all be done. So that's a long time. <laughs> it, it's a couple of days is a long time for some of these folks. I don't know yeah. how they survive. I mean, I really don't. I seriously, I, yeah. I don't get it. All right, so that's good. That'll be good information for, to talk to the mayor uh, on uh, the Big Seven. What else got going on? Yeah, we just got that. We're going to preview uh, Italian Fest. Excuse you know, me? Never what? Talk <laughs> Wait a minute. That. You know it's, all, you know it's only, uh, it's, it's not even 2024 yet. Are you going to preview the Italian Fest? Well, we're going to preview the uh, Winter Gala they have every year. I didn't know they had a Winter Gala. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're going to have to watch 6 o'clock. Jake McConkie is going to have that story. All right. So we'll have that one. And Jake's also going to talk to Joe Slavic uh, over at uh, Howard Long, uh, dietitian uh, with Wheeling Hospital, about how to stay healthy for the next five, six weeks, which I guess I should watch. But anyway, um, you know, with all the food and uh, just stress and everything else that goes into this holiday season, um, what, what you need to do just to try and stay healthy to get out uh, into uh, 2024 and, and not be a basket case. So we're going to have that today as well. Um, football, uh, high school football is over. We're into college basketball. They've named some uh, bowl games. We'll find out where everybody's going tonight with Scott. Uh, also, I saw last night Jim Leland uh, named to the Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame. Former manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He, he is in the hall. That's exciting news, so I'm really happy for that. Uh, and then weather, like you said, uh, dark and gray today and looking at, looking at snow by the end of the week. People so, can check uh, things out. At, people can check everything out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30, the region-wide show, always online at WTRF.com, and with the Storm Tracker 7 app, which might be useful this week in particular, and the news app on their smartphones. Bob, i got to run. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, guys. Yep. All right, Mr. Slider. Yes, Mr. Slider. You're Slider. You're, That's right? me. You're, you're Monroe. I'm Slider. Okay. Mr. Slider, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7. Let's do it. <laughs>